Welcome to the Breadwinner Energy Podcast. I'm your host, Tay Daniels. I'm a multi-business owning wife and mom that lives in the Midwest. I teach women how to be unapologetic in their journey to success, how to stop making decisions out of fear and step into their CEO shoes, to want more for their life and to build a business that they not only love, but they're extremely proud of. On this podcast, I will be giving you my no BS advice and perspective on business, life, and motherhood. So grab your drink, put on those headphones, or cover your child's ears, and let's get into it. Welcome to another episode of the Breadwinner Energy Podcast. We are back with another Female Founder Friday episode with Miss Haley Johnson. Haley is an accidental LinkedIn expert and is the CEO and founder of Propagy, the strategic legion agency on a mission to help online service providers make their mark in LinkedIn. Like you, Haley used to hate LinkedIn, and so do I, but when <laughs> freelance writing gig required her to deep dive into LinkedIn's best practices, she realized she's unlocked the internet's best kept secret for Legion, thought leadership and insane business growth. Now she helps online service providers like you learn how to make LinkedIn work for their business and their lifestyle. Welcome, Haley. Thank you so much for being a guest on our show today. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to get to actually like sit down and chat with you. I know. So Haley and I are in a two groups together, actually. Um, we're in an academy together, and then we're also in a mastermind together. We have the same coach for both programs, but that's how we met. Um, and I'm excited for you to be here, too, because I am not a fan of LinkedIn, but I've heard awesome things. You are not alone. <laughs> I hear this. So tell me a little bit about you and how you got started just in the online business space. Sure. So I guess I got started in online business kind of around the same time that I got into LinkedIn. Um, I had a freelance gig working for an agency and they wanted me to write a series all about how to use LinkedIn. So I guess I was working for a LinkedIn agency. Um, cool. And before that, I hated LinkedIn. I thought it was so dumb. I hated being professional. I hated feeling like I needed to straighten my hair and wear a blazer just to like have my picture taken. Yes. Um, but then writing this, you know, blog series, I realized how much of LinkedIn was about creating relationships and really leveraging your authenticity to create connections and grow as a professional. Um, so I realized how much I enjoyed that side of things. And then I got fired. Um, (laughs) I didn't get fired for LinkedIn purposes. I got fired for something else. Um, But kind of out of spite and then kind of out of the fact that I really needed money, I started using all of this LinkedIn knowledge to get clients of my own. And then I started helping those clients use LinkedIn to grow their business. And it just kind of snowballed from there. So LinkedIn kind of got me into online business, but online business also got me into LinkedIn. I love that. That's so cool. I just did an episode with actually my dad recently, and we talked about how instead of college, you could go work for someone else, make money to learn something, and then start a business from that. It's exactly what you did. Yeah. Well, I also went to college, but yeah. Well, yeah, he did too. (laughs) But that's so cool, right? To be able to get paid to learn something and then turn it into your own business. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. So tell me um, a little bit about what do you think – people most misunderstand about LinkedIn. I mean, we talked really about, you know, it's really professional. And sometimes when we're in the online space as a creative, it feels like 
we're out of place. But what else are you thinking people are misunderstanding? I think a lot of people's misunderstanding about LinkedIn comes from that idea that it's super corporate and buttoned up and you can't be yourself. But I think especially over the pandemic, as things have shifted more towards working from home, a lot more companies are kind of employee centric as opposed to employer centric um, and really focusing on putting the person first. I think that the LinkedIn landscape is changing and it's become a lot more friendly to that laid back online business vibe that we're more used to having on like Instagram and stuff. Yeah. Um, so people think like, oh, it's super corporate. It's super buttoned up. It's only for job seekers. But then as an entrepreneur, you have the ability to create your own brand for yourself on LinkedIn and create your definition of what professional is for you. So I use a ton of exclamation points. Whenever I write anything, it's just like a part of my style. And whereas before I would maybe feel like I have to pull back and not be so enthusiastic in my LinkedIn posts. Now I think about like, well, those exclamation points are a part of who I am and they're a part of what makes my brand fun and cool and like relatable to interact with. And so if I'm comfortable using that on LinkedIn, I can then kind of change the way that people view me on LinkedIn to match with that brand. Um, another thing that people really struggle with when it comes to LinkedIn is they have all of these objections. And so when they finally overcome the objections to be on LinkedIn, they think they need massive results immediately in order to make it feel worth it. Um, but LinkedIn is definitely a slow burn that picks up over time and values, you know, consistency and logging on and doing your thing day after day over just like throwing a bunch of stuff up one day and having immediate results the next. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's important too. And the first part of what you said about the exclamation points, I use them all the time, <laughs> but um, is you know, being different or standing out is okay. And that's a part of your brand and you're going to attract people that like you, right? So why be corporate and buttoned up if that's not actually who your brand even is? Exactly. I think people are able to recognize how we can all be different and celebrate our uniqueness on say Instagram or Pinterest or these other more online business friendly platforms. Um, but there's no rule that says you can't do the same thing on LinkedIn. And that's what I'm really here to try and teach people. Yeah, I love that for sure. Because like, if, even if you were on there being not your most authentic self, right, you're going to attract people who you don't even want to attract. So if you're going to be on there, you might as well be yourself. Exactly. <laughs> and the second part of what you were saying too um, is, you know, people expect to post and then get the results from lead gen. But if we think about it, social media is the same, right? You're on Instagram. You can't just show up on Instagram one day and expect like people to just flood into being a buyer. Same goes for Pinterest or any other marketing strategy, especially organic. Um, you can't really expect immediate results. And I think people in general are now in the online space expecting that. Um, and I don't know if it's, you know, other people are setting that precedent, but it's definitely not true. Yeah, I think it's a combination of the rise of using Facebook ads and yeah. being able to just like pump money into your product and get results. And then I think a lot of it is also people not being honest about oh, yeah. how quickly they're growing their companies and how quickly they're getting the results that they're seeing. Because it sounds a lot sexier to talk about your $10,000 launch when you don't mention the 17 like $500 launches that you had leading up to it. <laughs> exactly. So, I think we are living in a world where people pretend they have overnight success mm -hmm. and then other people are discouraged when they're not able to get 
the same results, which is not fair because those results aren't real. Oh, absolutely. When I came into the program that we're in together, um, I had, you know, unrealistic expectations. And I thought like, it's one of two things, right? Either someone's lying, or I am massively doing the wrong thing. Because (laughs) this overnight success thing, it's just not happening. And that's why when I talk to my audience and community, and I talk about launches, I'm very clear that I had multiple failed $0 launches. I had a few thousand dollar launches before I ever had a $30,000 a $50,000 launch. And because those first few launches, I was really just building a community, right? It took Mm -hmm. time, it took months, it took years to build out that community to be able to then be able to show up and sell. And so I think it's very important for, you know, what you're, what you're saying is very important for people to understand that it is a long game, but it's well worth it, especially if you're not trying to put thousands of dollars into ads. Yeah, I kind of think that I think LinkedIn can work like manual ads um, and this can get a little bit confusing for some people. But if you think about like a Facebook ad, you're telling Facebook, these are the characteristics of the people I want to target and these are the posts that I want them to see. Well, you're able to grow your LinkedIn network very strategically and very specifically filling it with people who fill it those specific criteria. And then you can show them all of your posts. So it's kind of like you're cultivating the audience that you would be paying Mark Zuckerberg like thousands yeah. of dollars for on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and you can just do it for free on LinkedIn. I love that. So tell me, what do you think is the most important thing for people to focus on when they're actually using LinkedIn for lead generation? I think this, the most important thing to focus on is whatever you can sustainably handle. Um, People get really caught up in, if you Google like LinkedIn best practices, you'll get like a novel's worth of like, you should be sharing this many articles per day and posting this many things and connecting with this many people. And it's like, none of that is important if you can't mean to do it. it. Yes. So when using LinkedIn for lead gen, it's important to come up with a strategy that you can sustain so that you don't resent it if you're not getting results right away. And then remember that you're talking to real people. One of the things that people hate so much about LinkedIn and probably the biggest objection I get when talking to people about LinkedIn is how spammy and impersonal people can be. And we can't do anything to get those people to stop being spammy and impersonal, but we can stand out and get results by taking the extra time to personalize our messages, engage with our leads, and prioritize the fact that at the end of the day, we're building relationships with people. And that matters more than the number of messages we're able to send. Oh, absolutely. That, and that is so true too, because like I said, on any other platform that you're working on, um, the same thing goes, right? You have to build real relationships. And if you focus on, like, let's say you focused on building 10 relationships a month and you're really focusing on, you know, really getting to know these people, those people could easily turn into buyers where if you're trying to send out like 50 spammy messages a month, um, and no one's really converting, right? Because you're not treating them like a real person. Um, instead of using your time and intention to actually just build real relationships. So that is great. I love that. And like you said too, it's going to be whatever you use, right? People ask me all the time, what CRM do I use? What platform, what system I use? And I'm always like, I don't know, whatever one you're going to use, whatever one you're going to commit to. So I agree completely with you there. 
Yeah, it's like, what's the point of doing the best strategy if you'll do it once and then never touch it again? Or if you'll send 50 messages and then never speak to any of those people again versus, like you said, with the 10 relationships. If you build 10 relationships, maybe one turns into a client this week, one turns into a referral down the line, and one becomes like your new business best friend. Like which of those is a better use of your time, that or sending the 50 spammy messages? Exactly. And like you were saying too right there is like, you, they might not become clients today or tomorrow, but even if they don't become clients ever, they could be biz besties. They could be collaborations. They could refer you. Like there's so many things that can come out of one relationship, but a lot of times people go into Legion with one expectation, right? Are you going to buy mm-hmm. and are you going to buy today? And it's just not realistic. Yeah. They're not, people treat them not as people, but as transactions. And that's not what we want. No. And people, I think, read that really easily too. Mm-hmm. So are there any tips or strategies that you think work better over others? Obviously building real relationships, but outside of that? I think when it comes down to like the approach towards building relationships, because there's there's a ton of LinkedIn tips out there. There's a ton of different ways you can use LinkedIn. And like I said, it all comes down to whatever works for you. But I think that when you then choose the approach you want to use, it's really important to remember like progress over perfection. So if you're looking at sending connection requests, um, something we teach in our program is to ask qualifying questions before you send someone a connection request. So they fit your basic criteria of being a business owner, of being in your industry. But then what are those secondary characteristics that maybe aren't on their profile? Like, do they have a website? Do they have a brand? Do they have a team? Stuff that you have to dig a little bit deeper for. Um, And I always tell people, if you can't find the answer to those questions in like 30 seconds or less, either add them to your list or get rid of them. But like, don't, you know, harbor over that decision for hours and hours and like agonize over it because at the end of the day if you connect with someone who's not a good fit you don't have to try to sell with them or if you miss out on connecting with someone who could be a good fit there will always be someone else so I think getting so caught up in what you're supposed to do or in finding the perfect person we don't want to we don't want to do that we want to just like get these people into our orbit and then worry about creating the relationships and If someone's not a good fit, they're going to weed themselves out anyway. Oh, absolutely. Um, And the same thing can apply to content. Um, Think about what the, you know, optimal recommended content strategy is. It's great if you can map that out and follow it. But if you can't or you get so paralyzed by the idea of every single post being perfect that you just don't post at all, like there's no point. So. Just take the approach that you can actually execute on and you'll be far more successful than if you're able to do the perfect thing once. Yeah, I love that too because I've told this to multiple people, but um, even if you're not a Kardashian fan, I think this is super cool. So Kylie uh, Jenner, she's a self-made billionaire. She has a strategy that she's used now for multiple of her lines and I think it's, it's funny but interesting. So she'll launch her product, right? Her makeup line, her swimsuit line, and it's absolutely shit every time she launches it the first time. Like it's trash. And then the internet goes crazy over her and how shitty – her product is. Mm -hmm. But not only are they putting her name out there and getting people to be like, oh, she's launching something um, and create that traction. It also gets her to get feedback, market research from tons of people. Then she'll get all that back. She'll make it then perfect and relaunch. And then she sells out for like 
billions of dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So with that being said, when you're putting content out there, number one, is it relevant to you, your brand, your business? Is it something that you're actually teaching on? Um, and then why are you not just like putting it out there, right? Because there's no such thing as perfect. And exactly. Yeah, you're, um, you know, 50% might be someone else's 100%. And people are just, they just want to know what you're doing and what you have to offer. And most of us out here are not critiquing someone's post. I mean, I don't have that kind of time. I bet you don't either. No, not even a little bit. Right? I'm either like, this interests me or it doesn't. And then I move on. I barely have time to critique my own posts, exactly. let alone like spell check someone else's. Exactly. Exactly. So just put it out there. There's no, I mean, there's no such thing as perfect. And the most important thing is that you're showing up and you're connecting with people as if you're a real person, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yes. So do you think that online service providers can use LinkedIn over any other platform? Meaning like if they were to use a LinkedIn strategy consistently, they could potentially not be on Instagram anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But I also think that just because they can do that doesn't mean they have to. Like if you're on Instagram and you love it, live your life, be on Instagram. But you should probably throw some of those posts over on LinkedIn and see how it does. Um, But you can definitely, like Instagram is not the ruler of all things online business. Um, I built my entire business only on LinkedIn before I even had a website for the first three years of my business, um, just through connections and relationship building on LinkedIn. So it's definitely a platform that you can put a little bit into and get a lot out of. Um, But if you don't like it, don't use it. So yeah, if you don't like I Instagram, don't use it. Exactly. <laughs> if you don't like LinkedIn, don't use it. <laughs> exactly. There's so many people who are like, you know, I don't like Instagram. I don't like being on. I don't like showing up. However, I have to for my business. And I just think you don't, number one, you don't have to, but you do have to show up somewhere to create those relationships, right? Mm-hmm. So like you said, repurpose that content, throw it on LinkedIn. If, if you start to see traction, give it, you know, 90 days. And if you see traction, great. And if you don't, don't, you tried. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, if, if you don't like it, try something new. <laughs> and also, I think that like having some of your eggs in another basket can yes. help take some of the pressure off. Like even when I was building my business on LinkedIn, I still felt this pressure to show up a certain way on Instagram. Yeah. And it wasn't until I stopped putting that pressure on myself and started just showing up like I would on my personal Instagram. Yep. Then Instagram started being fun for me and then it started working. So I think if you're putting too much pressure on yourself over it, like, don't. <laughs> oh, I completely agree. I was the same. I, for the first two years in business, I did not use Instagram. I built my business on referrals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I jumped back into it and it was all like strictly business. Like I was so like not myself and it was terrible. Like I wanted to die. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to be like unapologetically me and just post whatever it is that I want to post. And if people like it, they do. And that has grown my Instagram by thousands in just a year. Like it's been crazy and Mm -hmm. I actually enjoy it. Like I enjoy posting. I feel like I'm being myself. So yeah, I, I think that's so important. So what do you think is one piece of advice that you would give women in the online business space? So this is something that I've reflected on a lot lately. Um, because I've been obviously, you know, growing my LinkedIn and experiencing a lot more online business owners. And we as a team have really been getting in touch with what our values are. And I think that's something that all people in business, but especially women in business really need to like 
think long and hard about your values and what they mean to you and really stick to them and try to embody them in every way that you can. I think a lot of times in business, we use like our mission, vision, values as just like this flowery, feel good language to sound Mm. good on our website. But when you take the time to really come up with a set of values that you hardcore believe in, like with every fiber of your being, it can make the world of difference in your marketing copy, in your social media posts, and just in the way you carry yourself and you engage with your clients because you know that there's something bigger behind why you're doing what you're doing. Oh, I love that. That's so good because, you know, when you put something, like you said, you put your copy out on your website just for it to be like pretty and fun and for you to like stand for something, it's like cool. But when you actually believe it and embody it, not only are you going to make choices behind it, but people are going to feel that right? They're going to resonate with that. Yeah, it definitely like once it stops being like, oh, I need to write my mission statement for my website and it turns into I need to think about what my mission is, for why I have a company. Once Mm -hmm. you like make that switch and start really embodying those characteristics is when I think you can really take that next step and grow as a woman in business or just like a woman in the world. Yeah, I love that. That That is so good too, because I, I feel like I've known that, right. And I've lived it, but then now when you put it out (laughs) into those words, it's like, yes, that's so true. And then too, when you're making business choices, right. When you're hiring a team or a coach or a mentor or something, you can just go back to, does this align with my vision and values? And if Mm -hmm. no, the answer is no. Yep. It makes decisions so much easier. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I think I've just felt that within the last, you know, what year that we've been in this program together is seeing kind of how we we all mesh together and how we all kind of, you know, get feedback from one another, but really seeing in the group who is aligning with their own mission and vision Mm -hmm. and values and how they're making those choices. And then, you know, people who are still trying to find that for themselves. And I I think it takes time, but once you find it, it's like, oh my God, like this is a new door to business. Yep. (laughs) It's like the gateway to heaven. (laughs) So Tell us what is coming up for you and your business in the next three to six months. I know you have some fun, exciting stuff coming, so share with us. Yeah, so we actually have two exciting things coming in the next couple of months. Um, I'm not sure when this is going to go live, but in January, we are launching a membership called Thought Leaders Collective, which is a LinkedIn hub for the LinkedIn curious online service providers so that you can network and collaborate with one another while also getting weekly thought leadership content prompts delivered directly to your inbox. So we really wanted to create a space where online service providers could get comfortable on LinkedIn and get started creating a content strategy without starting from scratch or getting stuck in all of the overwhelm and decision fatigue. Um, So we wanted to make that super duper easy. And we're launching that January 1st. And I'm so excited. Oh, that's so exciting. Um, cool. And then I haven't announced this anywhere yet. So Yay, you are the first, <laughs> the inside scoop. Um, yes. But I am launching a podcast of my own in February. Um, it's called Messy in the Middle. And it's all Ooh. about that middle stage between setting and reaching your goals when sometimes everything feels impossible, but it's okay in the end. Um, so I hope everyone stays tuned for that. Um, I'm very yes. excited to bring it out into the world. I'm very excited. I'm excited to listen, and I'm also excited to see your LinkedIn membership. And so down below in the show notes, um, there'll be a link for you guys to be able to go check out her membership and then to get signed up on her list so you know when her podcast drops. Um, but I love Messy in the Middle because 
I think every woman in general, but especially business owners need this because the messy part of business can feel super lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, I'm so excited. This is so fun. Okay, cool. So again, <laughs> down in the show notes, it'll be all her links. You guys can click, go hang out with her on LinkedIn or Instagram. <laughs> and um, yeah, check out her membership and then stay tuned for her podcast. I cannot freaking wait. So we have one last bonus question just for fun. If you had to write a book tomorrow, what would you write about? Would it be LinkedIn? <laughs> <laughs> no, it actually wouldn't. Um, I think if I had to write a book, I would write a fiction book. Um, but like a fictionalized version of true stories. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me in my life that I seem like the kind of person that things happen to. Um, (laughs) I had, I had a coworker just say that to me out of the blue one day. He was like, I think you're the kind of person that stuff happens to. And I was like, what does that mean? What does that mean? And then I had another coworker a couple years later be like, when I quit that job, they were like, I'm going to miss all your stories. And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, you have more weird shit happen to you than anyone I've ever met. So I think I think that my book would just be a collection of, of your like a dramatization of all the weird things that happened to me. Um, that's hilarious because so, as I've known you in the group, I have heard a little, quite a bit of your stories. So yeah, they that's just funny. happen. <laughs> they do. So maybe that'll be coming one day. Please do drop that, that because that is like the best like entertainment slash drama excitingness. I yeah, people need it would to be an emotional stories. roller coaster for sure. It would be, but it would be real life, right? Yes, love it. Okay, so thank you so much for being on the show, being on the episode, and sharing your story and everything about LinkedIn. I think more this is going to, I hope, become more of a norm for business owners and how cool that you're breaking through some of those, you know weirdness of people transitioning (laughs) into something new. I love that. So tell the listeners where they can find you. Yeah. So obviously you can find me on LinkedIn. I think my URL is complicated though. So I'm going to send you straight over to Instagram. (laughs) It's Instagram at Propagy or at Haley, H-A-L-E-Y E Johnson. Um, I post plenty pictures of my adorable dog on Instagram. So that's definitely the most fun place to hang out with me. Um, And then you can check out Propagy and everything we do at thepropagy.com. Love. So excited. Down in the show notes will be all of her links. Go check her out. Go connect with her. Go find her on LinkedIn. Check out <laughs> yeah, her <it's> membership <laughs> and see all that she has to offer. And also uh, listen for her hilarious stories because she shares them. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being a guest today. And as always, thank you guys so much for listening. I will talk to you on the next episode. Mm-hmm.